Yeah. All right, Socrates. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this guy. He's very annoying. <laughs> Maybe, and he says everybody's annoyed with him, and I can see why. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is at the end. So we're, you know, we're finishing up our potentially. You know, I I hope we'll come back to Plato, but I think Yantushka <laughs> doesn't want to. But yeah, doing Theatetus today, yeah, which uh, is a bit of a doozy. Um, Although they yet, really like this this young man quite a bit. They do. They do. Yep. <laughs> And it, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it starts with talking about his death, too. You know, he gets, right. uh, you know, wounded in battle. But, uh, but yeah, I was going to say it's interesting because it ends where he's talking about how, okay, well, now I got to go off and uh, discuss this indictment that Melodus is bringing against me. So he's basically on the verge of death at this point, right. whether, whether or not he knows it. Which is a good transition into what the whole thing's about, which is knowledge. <laughs> Knowledge, yeah. Knowledge, yeah, that's right. Yep. And the conclusion is they don't know what knowledge is. <laughs> After, for you, 90 pages, for me, 70 pages. Uh, yeah, the conclusion I, is they don't know. In what a way, it's is. kind of maddening. And then, and then especially <laughs> when we post it to to Reddit, and then somebody's like, uh-huh. "Oh, well, you have to read book four to know." And oh it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. kind of believe that when I get to book four, it's going to get to the end of that, and they're still not going to have a good answer. Yeah. No. That person was what we would call a sophist. <laughs> a sophist. <laughs> well, that's actually the next book I have in in the 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 Plato book that I have is the the sophist is the next section. Oh yeah, yeah. After Theodetus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I do. You know, I. Th- so they finally do get to words at the end, but right. I. Yeah. So, I didn't get there. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and it's not in the same way that we would probably want to do it, but I think it gets at a lot of the things that I was hoping to discuss, okay. which is about the mind, because I mean okay. that's really what they. So I mean, I guess just to do a brief. Summary, we already said, you know, that they essentially are talking about knowledge and conclude that there is no knowledge, but they kind of have three types of definitions of knowledge that Socrates refutes. Sure. Um, and it's what this young guy, Theodetus is, Theodetus, is bringing up. The first is that knowledge is perception. Right. The second is that uh, knowledge is true judgment. And the right. third is knowledge is true judgment with account and uh yeah yeah so i mean that last one is especially difficult to understand but i feel like the first two and again they sort of go through a lot of dialogues to get at the fact that they don't really know um but the first one i think is and is maybe the most interesting and also they spend the most time on it so we could also kind of do that and i think it sets the stage for a lot of the philosophers that come as, you know, basically all of Plato does, especially Aristotle and Locke and stuff who right. we would term associationists and kind of discuss how knowledge is built from the sensations and stuff. Right, Cause, right. Yeah, because essentially what they what they get at is, uh, well, so, sorry, before I just rant, I mean, <laughs> any thoughts? <laughs> I don't mean to just rant um, at you. I mean, my... Well, my biggest thought, the biggest thing that I found annoying <laughs> was the idea that if you're trying to find the 
the meaning of a word or define a word or something like that. This could mm-hmm. be a translation issue. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's very frustrating to me to say, what is knowledge? And then throughout all of the sort of Socratic questioning, the word know keeps being used. <laughs> yeah. No, like, he makes we reference know to that. that. I know. I remember he says yeah. that. But that really confuses it because we, we don't, in theory, we don't know what we mean by that word yet. Right. And right. so how can you be using it? Right. Well, and that's essentially how he refutes one of, because when, when the last definition of knowledge, which is knowledge is true judgment with an account, mm-hmm. an account is really logos, which is just, I guess, you know, there's three sort of types of definitions that you can have for it. And in the right. last one, um, and actually in the true, ju- in, in the definition of knowledge as just true judgment without an account, mm-hmm. both of those sort of, he refutes it by, kind of saying what you're saying is that you need to have knowledge of something in order to explain it and thus it becomes a circuitous argument. Right, right. And I think that is actually sort of very, very, uh, I mean, the fact that it keeps cropping up, I think it says something very deep about how we communicate and how we, how we speak and, and also signify that we have knowledge because I think it does get at this idea that everything that we do as conscious beings is kind of bootstrapped in this weird oxymoronic way. Right. (laughs) You know, or or paradoxical way, perhaps, Mm -hmm. is a better word. Um, because, Because, yeah, it's like just as consciousness is this weird thing of reflecting upon yourself to build up this immaculate you know, system or whatever, immaculate, Mm -hmm. wow, why would I use such a word? Uh, It seems like knowledge is the fact that they kept sort of coming back to arguments that required knowledge to explain knowledge. Mm -hmm. To me, it feels like that's because knowledge is bootstrapping uh, things. And I think that's why they also kept getting at this complex idea um, versus sort of elemental idea. And that comes later too, but... It's it sort of is what Aristotle and Locke are talking about, where you have very base perceptions, you know, you have your sensory perceptions, and then you have more complex thoughts that are basically complexing these sensorial perceptions into right. more complex things, and then it's reflection upon those, I right. think, is what they sort of believe is where knowledge comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can kind of see how this sets the stage for that sort of thinking because it's like, I mean, so they get into the first knowledge question is that knowledge is perception. That's what the right, right. first um, thought is. But uh, really, um, they sort of ultimately conclude that there's something different between perceiving and reflection and it's like uh-huh. yeah and and it's in the reflection where knowledge is truly made and then that's what i was saying that's i think aristotle sort of carries that to a little bit further of a point later sure um sure but it's this idea that you know the senses are just instruments mm-hmm. of our perceptions right and they're, and they're sort of making a distinction between the brain 
or the mind and the body. Um, right. And so they're saying as perception occurs through instrumentation of the body. Um, so that stands separate from actual knowledge, which is a thing of the mind. And right. this knowledge is from reflection. Anyway, so that's just some notes I have written. Right, right. But it's, yeah, it's... it's I still don't know what it is, means. No, I mean, it's... It, yeah, because... Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. said it. I don't know what it means. What am I talking about? <laughs> well, and that's why the last and probably, in my opinion, most difficult definition of knowledge is... Because, okay, so he the second claim is knowledge is true judgment. And ultimately, what they conclude is that we can't know what judgment is without knowledge. So, because they go through all of these examples and then, right. you know, sometimes they conclude, okay, yeah, you can have a true judgment about something. Mm -hmm. um, and they use this paradox about like, can you not know something that you know, basically? And they go through a bunch of different ways that you can and you can't. But ultimately, they conclude, in my opinion, that they just can't know what a true judgment it is, is because that requires knowledge about what knowledge is. Okay, sure. <laughs> And so this is where I think it, the, uh, again, we keep butting up against this paradox, which, as I've said before, I feel like once you butt up against paradoxes, you know that you're getting at some, some substrate of the system of our mind, though, in my opinion. I don't know what that means, and I'm hope hopefully we'll figure it out through dialogue. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but we can at least know what it doesn't mean. And right. I think that's kind of also what they conclude. Because he keeps making all these references to how he's a midwife and his mom yeah, was a midwife, know, know. you know, and yeah, I'm sure you love that. <laughs> and, Actually, why, I, why would I cut it off? We're on a podcast. Yeah, what are we talking about? Midwife Socrates. Yeah. Midwifery. Yeah. Midwifery, exactly. Um, but, you know, they end by saying, like, even though we don't know what knowledge is, we have at least sort of dispelled some Birthed of what some knowledge babies. is in it. <laughs> Well, they've birthed, they've, they've, in some sense, aborted some babies. <laughs> right. Well, because he, because he describes, you know, pulling the first idea, the knowledge is perception, as he, he helped Theotetus give birth, and now mm -hmm. they have to send the baby out into the world to right. go through these trials, and then the baby right. seemed to not do very well. <laughs> the baby did not do well. The babies did not do well, sadly. No. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and yeah, so the, the, the idea that knowledge is perception came from Protagoras' right. claim that man is the measure of all things. Uh -huh. um, but Socrates refutes Protagoras by showing that, you know, he believes uh, in wise and unwise men, and the unwise men are not measure of things. It's the wise men that are a measure of things. Right. So, you know, but with all of these refutations... It's difficult because it's sort of like what you were saying at the last episode. It's like they do make some jumps of logic mm -hmm. and perhaps it's a translation thing, you know? Right. Um, but, but yeah, in some, sometimes it also feels like they set the problem up to be easily refuted. Yeah. And well, that, that, I know. actually wrote down a step-by-step -step thing that, that Socrates did, which I feel like he was either creating a straw man or he was just talking about something that I don't think I don't know what they thought at the time but it isn't it isn't the way that I would uh, interpret what was being said so this is in relation to the idea of knowledge being perception so mm -hmm. I've written Socrates tries to claim that if knowledge was perception then there would not be different experiences 
because the truth would lie in the object or the thing being perceived. Which makes no sense to me. Can you say it again? Okay, Socrates tries to claim that if knowledge was perception, then there would not be a different experience of a, a thing, like the hotness of the day, the weather. Some people are going to think it's super, super hot. Some mm-hmm. people are going to think it's fine. They're going to perceive it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Socrates claims there would not actually be a difference in perception because if knowledge is perception, the truth would lie in the thing being perceived. So it would be as right. hot as it was, and there would not be difference in perception. I think that's how they came to the idea of, of reflection as being separate from perception. Right. Um, and, right, because then my and, note on that is yeah. I think he's placing being on the wrong side of the, I guess, the equation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the, and it's the, yeah. Because to suggest that perception is the, what, what did I say? To suggest that knowledge is perception is to say that the knowing end is the perceiver. I know this to be hot, and it does not preclude somebody else from perceiving that same thing as cold. Right. And so I think that right. there's a there's different positions. You can you could say that it is objectively hot, but that doesn't make any sense to me because to me hot is an analysis. The the yes. objectivity is is objectively 45 degrees. Right. And then the perception or the interpretation of that will be will vary depending on people. It's like what he was talking about with whiteness. Because I, I think he's right about that, but I don't think I don't understand what the I don't understand what is or isn't known. Because to me, it's it's like when we try and measure things. A measurement is an attempt at finding some kind of objective something. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like a thermometer measures, and it has a number. Right. And then hotness or coldness or whiteness or greenness or whatever, those are all just interpretations. Right. So it's well, not known to be hot. It's known right. to be 90 degrees. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's like measurement is trying to set an objective standard, and that's the idea is that you need a reference to right. measure it to. And I think that's why they got into this whole conversation about change also. Um, yeah, I I think it I think it was. It's just like it was a way, I don't know, it just feels extremely inelegant and clunky. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just it was old and so they didn't have ways of thinking. It seems very easy to me. Um not the baseline what is knowledge from the ground up. But it seems easy to me to set at least something like an objective. And I if I were to start talking about knowledge, I wouldn't start talking about hot and cold. Well, that's one of the interesting, I mean, it's, it's true because it's like when you read this and remembering that it's like over 2,000 years old, right? it's amazing how similar they are to us, but also how different they are. Right. Um, and, and I mean, that's actually one of the reasons I really like reading old things is because it, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that and right. in some ways is humbling because it's like they also probably had a much better feel of geometry 
than mm-hmm. us. And I think that's, you can see that in how they tackle the arguments is I just feel like they use inverse a lot more readily than we do. I mean, we use it and anybody that's sort of equipped in logic and, or I should say, uh, in like the philo- the philosophy of logic, I mean, mm-hmm. um, and math and stuff is going to understand this. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I I wonder if they went at that because they just, I mean, these are people who are living in a time when it's just, (laughs) they were experiencing the world in a much different way. They didn't have the same technology we do and everything like that. And, and I mean, I even made a point when I was talking about the perception stuff because they were making it, I mean, Socrates was making the argument that reflection was separate from perception because the mind is separate from the body and they didn't, but they didn't, make any reference to the brain, which I thought was interesting because, right. you know, in my sense, it's like the mind is part of the body. Right, right, right. And again, this is a whole, obviously some people even disagree with that now, but just knowing what I know as, mm. as a scientist and an empiricist, it's, I think it's pretty clear that the mind is certainly at least connected to the body as, you know, evidenced right. by dementia, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so I'm saying all this though, just, just to say that, uh, you know, I think that it is clunky. It is it, like what you say is definitely right. And it was not <laughs> succinct. And they have all these, I mean, they have a whole part where they go off and just, he offers some interesting thoughts about <laughs> the difference between philosophers and lawyers, you know, right. and that lawyers are slaves essentially, right. uh, and philosophers are free, but also say that people hate philosophers because, you know, they ask all of these sort of seemingly pedantic questions. Right. Pedantic. Um, well, this is actually my, my question is, what is, what is the value to all of it? I think it's at the end where he says it's dispelling sort of false beliefs. And I think that's kind of what the value to our podcast is too. Right. It's like, but we don't even know what beliefs or false are. So <laughs> how can you dispel things that you don't know what they are? Well, I mean, that's a question because it's like we don't know what knowledge is. So we don't know what not right. knowledge is. Well, yeah, but I, so this is where it, it almost feels like knowledge is, though it might be unknowable paradoxically, it can't be driven for if that makes sense (laughs) yeah it's like knowledge is the thing that we're constantly striving for when we but we have no idea what that even when we think yeah yeah because (laughs) what are we striving for who god only knows well yeah i mean it's true the meaning of life is 42 damn it (laughs) right you know um that's the point, though. It's all a process, which is, again, why I, I think the... I mean, we could talk more about the change stuff, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's... I was going to say, I think it's the same sort of benefit to what we're doing with this podcast, is it's like right. we're sort of airing out ideas, and, and in some ways, in a ignorant fashion. Right. But in a, we, all, we both sort of have this capability of reason, which is just saying like A plus B equals C or not, you know, like right. whatever. And slowly piecemeal, we're able to like deconstruct arguments and decide whether they were good arguments to hold in the first place. Because I mean, I've certainly already done that with some of mine. I mean, if I went back and listened to the first episodes, 
Yeah, I mean, I come off much more, uh, certainly much more against anarchy than right. like I am now. And <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also much more pro, I would say, empiricism than mm. I am now, given the, given the Foucault stuff. Right. And, um, or I, I guess I should say much less positivistic. I mean, I still sure. am, but like, right, I, right, you know, right. again, it's like all of these are good at, I think, shaking your confidence because then it's like, it just feels like as you become too confident, you can, it can lead to sort of a type of despotism, which right. is, I feel like what he's, Socrates is kind of getting at without saying it when he talks about how he's just going around and sort of right. shaking everybody's <laughs> tree you know, yeah. are, you know, and and arguing with them to try to to show them that hey, maybe you're not as wise as you think you are. Right. And what is wisdom? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, what is it, Antushka? You tell uh, me. It like here's the thing. I start reading it, and like I get ten pages in, and it's like I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what knowledge is. That's where yeah. I come off with it. Is uh, it it ends up frustrating me because I I'm sympathetic to the point of we need to be self questioning, self examining, right? Right. The unexamined life is not worth living, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get it, and I'm with I'm with him on that. But there, I think that there's wisdom in not beating a dead horse. Hmm. And I feel like there's something about elegance. I guess if I think about computer programming or or math, you shouldn't overprove something. You only need to do a proof to the point where it actually happens. Well, that's interesting because I mean, actually, getting back to Goodell, it's like he was essentially proving. Somebody, you know, the. By the way, just to correct it, it was it was basically uh, they um, these mathematicians tried to put out an axiomatic system for all of math, right? And it was that was what Goodell was addressing, mm-hmm. and so they thought that they did it, right? And Goodell came in and after the fact do it. and said that they didn't do it, right? And I mean, so. That's where I mean I, I would but a, disagree. Okay, a line of code shouldn't be one character longer than it needs to be. I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that you can ever find the perfect thing, but you there's no yeah. reason to add extra characters for you. Right. So it's just a question of how do you know that you have the most efficient I don't think you do. Yeah. But I don't think here here's where you can't you can know if you're adding extra stuff. If I write a, a little hello world, like print a hello world thing, and I just add some stuff at the end for no reason that doesn't even function, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. If I add, you know, a, a line of four Ps that it doesn't even read through, right? Um, That's what I'm saying. So that don't make yeah. it longer than it needs to be. And so you're, it's true. Yeah. It, we can probably constantly refine and cut down and increase efficiency. But to me, there are not many situations where you actively want to decrease efficiency. Um, not, not that you never do. Yeah, but I guess my... Because you're essentially saying Socrates should 
this is what Socrates is doing. He's adding more code than he needs to. Well, I guess to. it's Plato is doing it in this case. Well, yeah, but Plato, yeah. but yeah. But I guess I would say to that, um, it is not giving credit to sort of, I guess you could say, how new this type of dialogue was. I think that that, that's a very and, fair point. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, also the idea is like when anybody's programming, you just sort of try to get it to work and then you make it more efficient. Right. You know, but you just try to get something that functions and then you cut it down. <laughs> and you could say we've been cutting these ideas down for the last right. 2000 plus years. And, and yeah, I mean, but we had to start somewhere and somebody had to get the thoughts on the page. And that's why I was saying also there's, there's definitely, while it is, again, very long and, and sort of just confusing, quite frankly, right. uh, he puts out a lot of ideas that are picked up by just tons of people. Yeah. Um, and again, the perception one maybe being the most, uh, at least the best example in my head, because this is what Aristotle really, I think, runs with and kind of lays the foundation for empiricism. Right. Um, because, I mean, this is the idea that you, you know, you can't know anything without experience. Right. Um, and, and then that you're, yeah, you're building knowledge off of your sensations, which right. is your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, I mean, that has definitely been maybe potentially the thing that has accelerated our development for better or worse in the last, you know, 500 years. I mean, I imagine that most people have an intrinsic sense of that because we all experience the world through our senses. Like, I don't even, I can't even imagine what it would mean to know anything if we had no senses. Well, yeah. Because that doesn't, the world, I, I yeah. can't even compute what that is. Yeah, because the world is our like if sense. we can't see, hear, feel, like mm-hmm. what? How are we going to know anything? Yeah, no, I mean, but and that's I think that's why even though they sort of um, concluded that knowledge isn't perception, knowledge is definitely something having to do with reflection, which is one reflection on I perception. Think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, with perception being the ground. And I mean, I think Socrates even agrees that, you know, and he sort of even puts forth the blank slate idea in this right. when he's talking about how, you know, like we begin with nothing. Right, right. Um, and of course, you know, that can be refuted now that we know about epigenetics and stuff like that. And, you know. We uh, know the, about epigenetics. <laughs> well, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. we're aware of it, right? <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And I think that's why they kept sort of, again, I wonder if part of the paradox comes from this paradox of moments that we were getting at, like way back in the Foucault, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that was. Was that the seven point ones or maybe the six maybe. point I don't know. episodes? I think Nietzsche might have been six. Five, maybe. Maybe it was five, yeah, because yeah. Nietzsche was the six. Yep. 6.0 episodes um yeah and we got i mean this is something i i would like to come back to at some point but it's it's i think this is like a central thing that all philosophers are trying to deal with is like how is each moment linked Mm -hmm. because that's ultimately what you sort of get at when you break down causality right to the bare bones is how do we even know one moment is linked to the next Mm -hmm. and thus how do we have any memory at all um because that was another thing of knowledge is also, it seems to be 
uh, associated with memory in some mm -hmm. type. And so this is where then I would come in and say, well, then that makes me realize that knowledge is associated with consciousness. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I was going to try and beat you to that one, but yeah. Yeah, you can't beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you right. think about that? Well, why? I mean, so I, you think, were I think it's that related. Too? I think that where, where these conversations, another frustration I have is not that I don't think all of these ideas are related. There's kind of like a, a washing machine of things happening. So consciousness is a thing, and out of consciousness springs things like uh, anxiety and right. uh, maybe knowledge and, and depression. And uh, yeah, depression and um, planning. And all sorts of crazy things. Mm -hmm. There's, but I would not say that these things are all equal to each other. Mm -hmm. Like if I wouldn't make an equation that consciousness equals planning, that consciousness is a precursor to, like you're not going to plan unless you're conscious, right? Uh, and so the well, same. Hmm. Well, what would you be? What would you be planning for? I think you're right, but it, it's it's this idea that, or you, yeah, sorry. Yes, I think you're right. I think I accept that, but for some reason it made me wonder because it was yeah. I was starting to think about how you know planning obviously has to do. You need memory to plan, mm -hmm. right? Um, and but you don't. But memory, I think, precedes consciousness. Um, okay. It's just a question of whether you need to be aware that you're plan to plan. I guess that's the question. Do you need to be self-aware in order to plan? Well, planning feels like a self-aware activity to me. So if a squirrel is just going on instinct that they know they have to like bury nuts in the ground. Well, that's exactly it. They're not yeah. thinking about it. Then no, I right. would say that's not a conscious act. To me, right. a, con a planning is a conscious act because you're, right, you're, you're, you're aware that something might be different in the future and you're trying right. to, you are consciously trying to prepare for that situation. Right. Yeah. So what I would think. you call, what would you call just an automaton that has the instinct to say, store food for the winter? What would I call them? A squirrel? What would you call that? <laughs> what would you call that? Action. What would I call that action? Some yeah. kind of instinctual... I wouldn't call it action, actually. Hmm. I would call it uh, instinctual behavior, maybe. Mm -hmm. Action's a special word to me. Well, yeah, because that also has to do with consciousness in your right. head, right? Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I think that... Here's the thing. I, I actually don't think it matters what a word means. <laughs> at all. I think that it's just a sound coming out of your mouth and we can assign meaning as, as is useful. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very useful for us to have general agreement. Right. And so we both speak English and like English is an awesome tool because we can communicate pretty well. Mm -hmm. But, and so if I say, you know, for me, judgment means apple, that is a crazy thing to do and it's very unhelpful. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter what well, it judgment does if means. you want to communicate your ideas. R yes, exactly. And then if what you end up doing is you say, 
What does judgment mean? No idea. What does knowledge mean? No idea. You start stripping all of your you know, important words of meaning, you're going to not be able to communicate anymore. Right. And, and yeah, so... So I think that there's also, there can be utility in having provisional meanings that are not completely bulletproof. Because I think that it's, it's rare to have a meaning that's truly bulletproof. You know, I think so, an equation is yeah. close. Right. That's, a, that's uh, to me, about as close as you can get. An, like, an arithmetic equation is almost bulletproof. Right. So I got into an interesting, I mean, this is making me think about one of the Reddit things mm-hmm. I got into with somebody. And it wasn't actually antagonistic. Oh, nice. oh, I, haven't, I haven't checked points. recently. Have you got some good ones? I was just responding to some, you know, some of the ones that you, you, you know, they had responded to you. Right. But I this feel was, bad this week. I started, so like, I feel like I got a lot of good stuff going and then I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to interact no, I mean, as much. Yeah. People were really giving thoughtful responses. Yeah. It was a person, good week. Yeah. This one person was, uh, it was in reference to sort of this idea of communicating words. Cause they were talking about like politics and stuff and how a lot of what, What's wrong with politics is people are kind of moving the goalpost with what they mean by words. Right. And 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 it just got me thinking about whether we actually, you know, and basically saying if we just used the agreed upon, you know, if we all agreed upon a meaning, but it's the question of whether we all ever do agree I don't think on it's the meaning possible. of a word. Yeah, and also how would we know to? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because How would I we, know if you have the same... Right. Because we, the way that we verify this is by trying to articulate it into words, which right. we've already sort of agreed is an inexact, is an inexact method. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess I think about words as, yeah, I mean, similar to what you're saying, but they all have an amorphous... Right. You can't do an equation. Um, Barrier, yeah. Right. It's like they're like they have a barrier that goes out to infinity in some mm-hmm. sense, right? Because um, two plus two equals four is a literal statement that those things are identical. Mm-hmm. That there's literally no difference between the two, right? However, right. saying that um, judgment means perception is not so literal, or knowledge means perception. Sorry, knowledge means perception. Um, but if knowledge is true judgment, then true judgment would mean perception. Right, but here's the thing. But if you say judgment, you're going to give a different definition. Like It's, it's not going to end mm-hmm. up being so nice and circular right. like math. Right. Like It's not going to be the same as 2 plus 2 equals 4 equals 3 plus 1 equals right. but that's 10 why, minus 6. Right. I mean, that's why in any like scientific and I would say mathematical paper, you start by laying down your definition so that people exactly. can understand. Yep. So this is yeah. what I got into a little bit. I was trying to get into it a little bit on Reddit, and I didn't. I didn't have enough time, and I actually got into it in a separate discussion that had nothing to do with the podcast hmm. uh, about fascism. <laughs> but I think I think it's it's the exact same thing. I actually. Do, so this is what I was saying. I don't care what a word means. I care what you mean. Right. What are you trying to say? Right. And that's that can be hard to articulate, also. But. It's way more important to me what it is you are getting at. And this is part of where Socrates is really annoying to me because his whole, like, I know nothing, I'm not saying anything 
is like, well, then what value? Like, go away. <laughs> yeah, but again, I think uh, it's... Uh, you're trying to get va- stuff out of other people. Because that's yes. the other thing. Is it's not that he's just sitting there drinking a coffee, not talking to anybody. He's trying to elicit stuff out of yes. other... He wants other people to yes. lay their ideas on the line, present How, liability yes. in the situation, and he but wants we, none. <laughs> well, no, no, I because to be fair, yeah, it's just we've read some where they don't conclude like sufficiently. But no, I just mean, mean he, throughout he keeps saying, "I don't I have don't, any beliefs. I don't think anything." Right, <laughs> right, right. But in doing that, I think he's getting ideas out of people and I think also is I mean and again this is where we maybe need to look at Socrates as whether or not he was a real person to, and whether he was just a method that Plato used right. to bring up interesting ideas you know what I mean like right. if maybe I mean maybe that's a good argument for how Socrates was just a tool devised by Plato right to elicit all of these ideas that many people, I mean, because that's the thing is we know that Plato had ideas because we have ideas like, you know, the platonic ideal and stuff like that. Like, right. <laughs> it's like as these, these ideal substances mm-hmm. um, that come out of this work. So ideas have been put forth in this writing. Right. Whether, you know, and this is, again, probably why you know, a lot of the credit isn't just for Socrates. This is called Theotetus, right? It's not called Socrates, you know, discussion of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, so. Right, because Theotetus is the one putting Socrates. his ideas on the line. What's that? Theotetus is the one putting his ideas on the line. Mm-hmm. It's this whole thing is you can, part of the Socrates trick is you can do but it anytime, saying, all the no, time. Right, but that's why I'm saying is like he begins to be looked at as a tool to right. get ideas out of people. And if he's just a tool, why do they kill him? Why did they kill Why'd him? Why did Plato kill him off? <laughs> because you should know this. People hate tool. <laughs> I mean tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do we have to be sober, Antushka? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's why can't we not be sober? Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. What the hell? <laughs> I am, yeah. Uh, all the tool listeners are now done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <they're done. laughs> they were with us so far. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, I do like that song though. Yeah. <laughs> What's I don't not know to I, like. I'm not sure I know the song, but I at right, least like it. Right, well, right, so right. what's knowledge to you, Mister uh, Mister Man? I don't know. Uh, something I would. Yeah, true. True belief is probably what I would have said before this reading, and hmm. with the caveat that that is nearly impossible to judge. Yeah. So you know. You can think you know something, or you can have actually landed on the correct answer, and it's very hard to know which you have done. Right, because I mean that's that's essentially how they got into you know teasing out reflection from right. perception. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an easy problem, but you know true knowledge. I I know it is ninety five degrees outside. Maybe that's incorrect. And I think it can be correct within a certain domain and incorrect in, in sort of the, the complete universal. Because 95 degrees is a measure that we've invented. Mm-hmm. 
So that it's a it's a whole thing. Is yes, you can be in C major, and that can be true, but C major is also an invention. C major mm-hmm. doesn't exist according to trees. Right. That's just a construction we've made. Right. It's a triangle. That's another construction we've made. So you can be correct. You have true belief that it is in fact a triangle because you've defined the parameters of the whole system. Right. Right. And I guess this comes back to uh, potentially the idea that would it be that hmm everything is subjective <laughs> like a solipsism or something brain well, in a vat kind of thing yeah i mean you know um i don't think everything is subjective i think that we we are subject we can only be subjective in our thinking our the root of our thinking is subjective and so, so then, the idea that, sounds that like hmm? that sounds like Protagoras's claim that man is the measure of all things. Yeah, I think it's I think it's related. Um, and so maybe I'm just not getting Socrates. Well, but maybe I, I'm stuck I mean, three steps behind or something. But. Um. Well, I think the main sort of refutation of that was just the idea that it's clear that unwise people aren't the measure of. Some things. Right, but how but, do we measure right. who's wise and who's not? Right. Well, in the case of as they were bringing up like shipbuilding and whatnot, or like, you know, somebody who knows how to run a ship, it's like people are going to look at that's a very concrete example where it's like you either know how to navigate a ship or you don't. And so the unwise people right. aren't the measure of what a good navigation well, is. Well, hang on a second though. I think that yeah. the well, the ship was that was the justice one, right? What was the ship one? What was that? No, from? there was a ship one in this too. Oh, he went back to the yeah. ships. Okay, I didn't get yeah. to the ships. That's okay. Okay, um, I don't even agree with any of that. I think, I think the problem is we're we're jumping levels too much. So if it were if we're at baseline level, what is knowledge? And we're trying to say that knowledge either does stem from human perception or it doesn't. The Navigating a ship properly is an entire is just a made up idea. Because who's to say what? This is where it's like who's to say what a wise man and a not wise man is. Right. Well, how are we judging it, any of this? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's we like, could say results. Getting yeah. Are you getting to the place that you want to get to? For instance. Right. 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 That's, are you getting to the place that you want to get to? Sure. I mean, there's there's plenty of ways that you could you could examine that. And so, yeah, so then this is true, is then, well, maybe the unwise man is taking his parameters, his or her parameters, to be not getting there. (laughs) Right. Well, because it seems to me that, you know, Socrates, the wisest man in the history of everybody, isn't getting anywhere. He doesn't want anything. Well, he's wise because he's not wise. Because he knows he's not wise. (laughs) Exactly. But so well, everybody an, else yes. is trying to get somewhere and failing. Mm-hmm. And he's the yes. only one not failing because he's not getting anywhere. Right. 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 He's very zen in a sense. Right. <laughs> um, well, no. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, it almost makes me feel like it's this idea of, again, once you get too confident with stuff, mm-hmm. you you have a propensity towards, you know, screwing up a lot of stuff and maybe this is also again looking at Socrates life 
he lived in a time, I think, of experts and everything like that, right. you know? And again, at the sort of height of Athenian democracy right, right. and everything like that, Athens was a very civilized place and thus a very specialized place. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it just makes me think that's not also um, the reason that he exists to question everybody is to humble everybody a little bit. And, right. and there's, there's good in that. But anyway, getting back to your point about knowledge, though, you know, I, I think I agree, though, with the idea that this is why I think a lot of the examples are not great and sort of make a lot of logical leaps and right. make it kind of difficult to read because of that. Um, and yeah, with the knowledge that we have about the brain, we can go deeper. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like, it does seem like knowledge. It, it, like I said, it involves memory mm -hmm. and it involves complexes too. And I think it was interesting that they were hitting on that. It, What's it's, a complex? It, it's just more than one thing. Okay. And Like more than one data point or something like that? Yeah. So it's more than one. So this is maybe how this, again, getting back at the idea that the perception or you could say the sensorial input itself isn't knowledge, but knowledge mm -hmm. comes out of intertwining those sensorial inputs to make higher order thoughts. Uh -huh. And that makes sense to me. And then as you sort of start to combine those, you get knowledge. But knowledge is maybe really difficult to pin down for the same reason that consciousness is difficult to pin down because it's this highly convoluted network of neurons that See, are. Does just knowledge have to be correct to you to be knowledge? Does it have to be true? Yeah, I don't think so. I think like I can say I I know my mom went to the store yesterday, and I could be totally mm -hmm. wrong about it. Mm -hmm. Could that be something? Like, does that is that statement sensical if it's not true? See, I think that this is where maybe we use knowledge, and it's like when I'm when I'm talking about knowledge, right? I don't know if truth necessarily comes into play or has to come into play. It's almost like knowledge is just creation of higher order thoughts. So for you, what's the distinction between knowledge and belief? If any. Well, so they refute it as, you know, saying that knowledge isn't true belief because people can be sort of convinced to believe right. falsehoods as in Bro, the case of so I, I, that, that I Yeah, I didn't no, mean no, true no, belief. No. I mean belief generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because belief yeah. can be false. Right, right, right. Um, it feels like belief is a less concrete form of knowledge. But you think knowledge could still be false? I don't know if true and false need to come into play. It's almost like hmm. it just is, if that makes sense. Maybe. Because I think that's also where they like, one of the reasons they had such an issue mm -hmm. defining it is trying to bring in these other amorphous terms 
like judgment. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So to me, yeah. they're kind of knowledge and belief are related ideas. Yeah. Yeah, and knowledge, so, it, it's, it's like it's just knowledge is the thing. And I think this is also telling. They talk about kind of possessing knowledge versus having knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like you can have birds, uh, but you don't have them with you all the time, but you still possess them. But once you have them, then, then it's sort of, it's like a closer... Uh, it's like property. <laughs> maybe. And so you but, could sell it. But that's illegal. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. But well, I guess it's, for them, not for us. We do it all the time. Right. Right. Um, did they say selling property is illegal? Yeah. Uh, no, selling knowledge. Oh. When did they say that? I missed that. In the trial. That was one of the things they accused him of. It wasn't selling knowledge. It was that he was, he was teaching and thus and being I think, paid for it. Who charged like because being paid to teach was illegal? I don't. I, I don't That's think what that sophistry was, is, right? It's being paid to teach if you're not like accredited. I feel like was what they were saying. Okay, but, but I, I don't know. I was under I actually, the impression that it was illegal to teach for pay. Oh, maybe I I might I might have missed that. So I I, I actually don't know. Um, I mean, it's not the craziest idea in the world. Hmm. That it would be illegal to teach for pay. Yeah, I mean there there are people who argue that all information should be free and labor right. should cost money. Right. Well, so but getting back at what you were saying is like, it's like knowledge is just something that you carry from each moment to moment. Um. And in that sense, again, it's related to memory. I think memory. And, and probably the reason is because of this imprinting effect that senses have. We are able to remember past sensations, and in so doing, we can then combine them with other sensations to make thoughts, to okay. higher-order thoughts, and then we can start to build knowledge from these more complex thoughts. Um, so I'm having like, a hard time understanding what you mean when you say knowledge, though. Yeah, well, that's because it's like it's almost like the network of all of these interactions is maybe what knowledge is, um, and that's right. why it doesn't necessarily need to be true or false. So, like, if be- a religious person says, "I know that Jesus is God," that could be true in the network that because they that's have. a pretty high order thought. Well, but like, so imagine a neural network right has a certain knowledge imbued in the weight of the network, which are just numbers, but it's like, you know, when you put an input into a certain neural network that's got a certain number of weights, you're going to get an output very specific to that network. Right. And it's almost like that's what our knowledge is. It's this weighted st- structure of interconnected neurons. I think, I think it's above me. I don't get it. Uh yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm making any sense. I'm just trying to follow. I don't know that you're not. Train. I just don't well, understand. Well, I'm probably not, but it's like, it's like knowledge is, is the association, of, of our neurons. It's the interconnectivity of our neurons is maybe sure. what the knowledge is. It's the network. It's the network structure of the neurons. Yeah. Um. 
I think I'm sticking to it's pretty close to true belief. Hmm. And I don't think that's a bulletproof. I don't think that that works in every sense of any interpretation of the words. But I just don't see that it has any utility. Be- what knowledge or yeah, I think that the word is. stops having any usefulness unless it means something. And mm-hmm. as we said, it can mean anything. To me, knowledge is related to something being correct. Right. Knowing is different than believing. Belief can be correct or incorrect. And it's just a distinct it's a distinction that I make and some people make and some people don't make. Mm-hmm. But like if somebody says, I know Jesus is God, they are making that distinction. They're saying that that's even stronger than belief. That they are right. positive. Right. Well, and that's why I was saying, yeah, I feel like belief is a weaker form of knowledge. Right. But to me, it matters whether it's true or not. And so knowing, knowing whether something what is true, fulfills guess, the category of yes. knowledge is very difficult to do. But the, prob- but the problem is when you add the word true, that's a very amorphous word in and of itself. Like in accordance with the, the universe. Yeah, but what does that mean? Uh, that, yeah, that means it, it is objective. Because, well, but this is where I think, again, why they got into the, into the question mm-hmm. of change. Because it's almost like the way that you measure things is by putting up against a reference. But right. if your reference is ever-changing, then it becomes very hard right. to measure. So there is no way to gain true knowledge. According to my version of knowledge, like only God has knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, well. Like you can't know. Only God can know, mm-hmm. so to speak. Hmm. You can believe with varying degrees of confidence. So what's the difference between true knowledge and true belief, or are they the same then? Uh, they're the same. I'm, I'm putting those as equal. Well, but if knowledge is true belief, then true knowledge would be true squared belief. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> can't. Uh, yeah, true knowledge is a nonsense idea, I think. I think knowledge hmm. is by definition true. Yeah. Knowledge is by definition true. Hmm. I don't think that has to be the definition of the word either. That's just, that is how I would use it. Well, I think I'll go by the network structure then, and we'll, we can reflect yeah. on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, what I don't get with the network structure is I guess I don't understand like the higher orders and lower orders. Is that just like, more nodes or something like that? It's more, yeah, it's more interconnected. Yes, exactly. It's just consider what is the most simple right. thought. And okay. in the brain, it's just a one neuron being connected to, you know, uh, the sensory input in a, okay. in a sense. <laughs> so right? like so, 10, 10 firings is belief and 20 is knowledge. Yeah, well. Uh, I just made up numbers, of course. Oh, but it's it's the it's the it's the system. It's that whole system. Yeah. So it's more than one neuron. It's the connectivity of all the neurons together. So like one neuron is thought, ten is belief, and twenty is knowledge. <laughs> maybe. No, belief I mean does, maybe I'm wrong. I'm asking. Yeah. No, no. Belief feels like it is a lower order mm-hmm. uh, form. So yeah, maybe a smaller amount of the network, but. I mean, you know, belief is is tricky. I haven't thought as much about belief as I have knowledge. 
So I'll have to, you know, I don't want to give a definitive answer of that. And again, this isn't even a definitive answer about knowledge. I'm going to be sort of slippery like Socrates. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, just from what I know about neuroanatomy, it's like you've got, you've got an, an, an afferent neuron. You've got afferent neurons, but they're sort of in sequence that run up to your sensory cortex. And so there's a neuron in the sensory cortex that's sort of taking in sort of at least connected to at least one afferent neuron, but that's where it becomes... What does afferent sort of, mean? means that it's going into the system, whereas efferent is going it's out. out. Ah, so efferent neat. would be connected to your motor, uh -huh. uh, your, your muscles, and afferent would be connected to your senses, whether it's your optical sense, your hearing, your you know, uh -huh. touch, sensation, cool. temperature. Uh -huh. um, and, and the body is very much organized in this sense. You have, you have something called the central sulcus, which is just one of the main sort of ridges or canyons in your brain. And basically things uh, in front, you know, towards the front are going to be um, involved in the efferent part. Mm -hmm. This is where your motor cortex is. And then things in the back are more involved with the afferent part. And, but then there's a bunch of neurons that run between them mm. that are sort of called the association cortex. And, are, you know, yeah, so anyway. And, and there's connections that are running uh, between these places and everything. And, and it gets very complicated. But the point is that uh, it's not so easy to say like 10 neurons and 20 neurons because each afferent neuron that's sitting in the somatosensory cortex um, in the parietal lobe right. is going to be potentially connected to many... Well, I didn't, uh, I didn't mean those numbers literally. No, I know, I know. But I'm just telling you why it's hard for me to answer that um, and why it's, it's tricky because each neuron is going to be connected to many other neurons, which is why this is such a very complicated and I think is why it's hard for us to pin down well, these so ideas. Well, so what is a higher order of thought mean? And I, higher order thought would just be you take in one sensory perception with another sensory perception and you combine them. And then you might combine that combined thought with mm. a lower order and potentially even a higher order. I mean, it gets very complicated yeah, because yeah. of that. But so like um, belief would be just seeing and then knowledge would be seeing and tasting. Potentially. Or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's, I think that's kind of... Is that a better way the, of putting it? I think so, because it might be you start to think about knowledge on a spectrum. Like triangulating. Yeah, and this is, we kind of talked about this with Foucault, where I was trying to get at, like, truth feels like it's a probability of, like, corresponding a bunch of different things together. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, as you triangulate or coordinate multiple things, if you want to think about knowledge as a spectrum with the most concrete knowledge on one end and no knowledge on another, belief does probably reside somewhere like in the middle or something, you know? Right. Yeah. I like that. This is why I like the podcast, Antushka. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I can at least understand what you're saying. I'm, no, that's good. It makes, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really have a refutation. It makes sense to me. Um, mm. It still is, it, I mean, talk about subjective. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, the interesting thing is like... Because it's just all within you. Right. Right. No, for sure. Uh, 
and that I think is because it's like we can never really say what other people think, right? It's always going to be from our perspective. We we're sort of constantly battling with that problem. Right. Um, but so yeah. that my claim of I know that my mom went to the store yesterday. If you mm-hmm. saw somebody who you believed was your mom and you heard them and you believed it was your mom and you smelled them and it smelled like your mom's perfume or something like that, mm-hmm. that could be a statement of knowledge, mm-hmm. even if you come to find later that you were mistaken. Well, it's interesting because they bring that up of like, if you see, like, I think Theotitis was like, what if I see somebody from far away that I believe is you, but then turns out it's not Socrates, you know? And I think that's sort of in the same realm where it's like, I think that was used as an example of how you can um, know things that you don't know. Right. Um, but that was a very confusing I mean, that's part. kind of a bad example on what... To, was that Theotetus or was that mm-hmm. the? It was Theotetus, yeah. Uh, Theotetus, yeah. I think it's a bad example on his part because I think if you see somebody from far away, you're very likely that you're mistaken. Yeah. And so... If you elevate that to the status of knowledge, I think you've made a an right. error. <laughs> right. But then it gets to the question of like we're all changing in each moment. So, you know, who is your mom even the same person from right. one moment to the other? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't your you mom. You show up and and your mom's now like John Goodman or something. Maybe. Like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we can put Socrates aside for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you didn't hate it too much, Antushka. I did, actually I liked this one more than the last one. Really? I did. Interesting. This one was my favorite of the three. Really? How mm-hmm. come? Mm, I just found it easier to understand. Really? That's I found, interesting. I, well, I found the defense pre- relatively easy. That that last week, it just like it annoyed me so much. <laughs> yeah, because I actually felt like this was the hardest, but maybe I think that's it was cause... hard. I, when I say easiest to understand, I mean that I could just I could read a sentence and be like, okay, I see yeah. where he's going. And like yeah, yeah, I tried yeah. to do that with the with the Republic, and I ended up stopping because I couldn't I couldn't follow his logic that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about the three definitions of account, but I think you would hate that because I mean, it's like. They have three definitions of what account means: vocalizing uh, versus account? enumerating. Like, yeah, account A-C-C-O-U-N-T. being o u n t. Well, so it's I think it's actually logos, mm. um, but it's yeah, account a c c o u n t was the word Does used that one have in two my. C's? That's one that always gets me. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. But it's like it's basically being able to account for what something is mm-hmm. in whatever way it is. So you can do that vocalizing. Anybody can sort of say what something is. Um, but, you right. know, he refutes this by saying that anyone can do this, so that doesn't necessarily mean they have true belief. Or, or you can take the definition that a count is enumerating something mm. and being able to break it into its substituent parts. Right. Uh, but then they use this sort of wagon definition saying, you know, like, uh, even if uh, you know what a wagon is, it doesn't necessarily mean you know all the parts that go into a wagon. I don't know. So this mm-hmm. is where I should probably just stop talking because like, I was confused by this part. So I, think I mean, if what you, you just said there, makes sense. Yeah, but then they... Yeah, anyway, and then knowing... Also, there's another account of knowing the difference between things. But the reason that this isn't true is because it uses circular, right. circular logic and to And they keep saying it. knowing, I bet. Well, that's the point, is in knowing the difference, 
it uses circular logic because we need knowledge of what the difference is. Right. So, but that last part was just very, I thought that was like the hardest thing I feel like I've had to read in this. Uh, even, ma- I mean, Foucault was difficult, but this just, I just, I read like three or four different people's mm-hmm. summaries of it and none of the people's summaries made sense to me either. Right. Um, nice. I think, yes. uh, I mean, it's probably a translation because account is a weird yeah. word to focus on in English like that. Well, yeah. So other definitions I or other <laughs> accounts I saw were using the word logos. Yeah. See what I did there? See what <laughs> no, I did there? I have no idea Tushka? what you did. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. I have no knowledge. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Let's get off of that. All right. So I had, to, I had to pick something for next week, and you said something mm-hmm. on property rights. Yeah. So I actually thought <laughs> reading John Locke's treatises on government. Mm. I like that. Um, nice. It's another dude. Oh, uh, yeah, that's but, true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll read, we'll read Hildegard. Maybe we could read Hildegard next. Like this. next? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a book here that has his two treatises on government, and then uh, a letter concerning toleration. Hmm. Um, but we could do we could do the two treatises and then maybe something else by him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if we wanted to pick up on this, he talks about all this in his uh, uh, his whatever it's called, the theory of understanding. Right. I can't remember the word. Right. I read part of it. The other thought uh, I had was Adam Smith. Hmm. Um, yeah, Wealth of Nations is difficult, mm-hmm. too. Yes. Um, Very small print. Um, but yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, that. they're kind of long, though. I don't know. Because uh, the, the one that I have here, the, the first treatise is uh, about uh, 90, or is 93 pages, and the next treatise is 111 pages. <laughs> Those are pretty uh, The long. second treatise is the one where he really gets into property, but... I don't know. I figure we can do one and two and then maybe a third reading by him from something else. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, it's just those are, this is going to be a tough, uh, that's a lot to read. But I mean, I don't, I'm definitely not going to be able to get through all of it. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> I have like two more three hour sets to learn this week. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can try it. All right. So, so, okay. We'll start with the first. These are yeah. good. I mean, these are important doctrines. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's too much important stuff. This is the other thing. It's, there's just so much stuff out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what, what, what do you think about Reddit and, and everything? There's that little battle with the guy. Hey, yeah, we should talk about that. So he didn't like that I was promoting our show in oh, how I yeah. was bringing it up. Right. And I'm of, I'm of two minds about it because he's right and I can understand not wanting uh, a community where people are doing self-promotion, I guess, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, I'm like, I kind of get it. And I think there's, the, there's this problem where if you are trying to do something that you want to become popular, you're going to have to promote it. Mm-hmm. And so basically my, my thought on it is if I don't get kicked out, I'm going to keep doing it because I don't really have any reason to post there otherwise. Yeah, no. And, and, <laughs> and if I and, get kicked out, I don't care. <laughs> Right, and it's working. Like people are listening, exactly. based on. I mean, we get very defined 
see very defined right. increases in our listenership. I also am honestly trying to spark a conversation. Yes, no, and that's what I was going to say is, I mean, yeah, so the person was like saying something like, you know, there are ads on Reddit that you can use, and it's like, okay, yeah, but also, you know, everything public in a sense is promotion. And that's right. what, that was my pedantic yeah. point to him, them go. was. Um, you should have tried to Socrates him. Well, asking. I was. Oh, I mean, yeah, they yeah. they were, and so that's why I was like, you should listen to the podcast because yeah. you know <laughs> you're very Socratic. Yeah. Because he was like, uh, whatever, like, because uh, yeah, they didn't actually uh, respond to that mm-hmm. idea that you know by them even just commenting on the post, they're self promoting their account, you know, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, of their yeah. beliefs. That's good. I like that. um, <laughs> well, it's true. It's like I, anytime yeah. you have a public discourse, you're promoting yourself. It's right. like if you really didn't feel like you should promote then you should just not say anything to anybody. <laughs> right. Um, because most interactions online you don't en- engage in at all. Yes. Yes. And I that I would say that's the vast majority of mine, you know? Right. I mean, everybody. <laughs> nobody can in- yeah. interact with even close to the majority. So any interaction you're having online is a choice you've Yes. Made. Yes. And, and then that's the thing is then there's, because everything's a promotion, then there are sort of etiquettes to promotion, which I think then I agree with what you're saying, obviously, because, you know, but yeah, it's you are promoting with genuine intent to spark a discussion. And also you're always starting with the question and putting what you believe and then you post it, you know, later. So you even have to kind of open the thread if you want to find the links to get to the episodes. Yep. So, yeah. And to your last point, it's like they would just ban you if they didn't like it. The like, moderators like would ban you. Our ask like philosophy. Like philosophy did. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> they're within their rights and they just, uh, they're just afraid yeah. that we're going to just poke their bubble. The funny thing is the first time I got pulled down, it was for not asking a real, they didn't consider it a real question. Right. Which was weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, so... So yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, but this is the thing: is this person was obviously just a jaded redditor. I mean, right. <laughs> it's Grumpy. like I, you know, every time this happens, I'll go and I'll look at the dialogues that they've had. Yeah, and it's always just very, you know. And I mean, again, I'm not saying that they're you're not allowed to do this, but of course, you know, it's just <laughs> they didn't seem to be trying to interact yeah. on a from a from yeah, a good yeah, place. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it was so. all contentious. Um, I uh, I feel like I I run into a problem sometimes oh, where I start yeah. to feel bad because I oh. a lot of the responses I think are kind of dumb, <laughs> and it would just take a lot of writing to yes. respond properly to it, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't. Yeah. And it isn't even that I don't appreciate the engagement; it's just like it's kind of like missing the mark, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, then yeah, I feel like I an mean, asshole. To be honest, I even feel like when I respond to people, I have to. I take a long time to respond yeah. because I'll reread mine. And I'll be like, "Am I really addressing what they were saying?" Right. And often I am not, and then I reread and right. rewrite. I mean, sometimes uh, I, I ch- do that on purpose to oh. not get dragged around because mm. I think it, it's easy. It happens really easily on Reddit. Is you get dragged around in a side point and a side point and a side mm-hmm. point. Right. And then you're not arguing about the thing anymore. You're arguing about something completely different. Well, yeah, different. no, but that's the thing is maybe you stay on track, but I feel like I was getting off into my my own side points is, is kind of my I point. see. You're sidetracking yeah. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and I was going to say, uh, 
Yeah, like with this, even with this person that was, you know, it's like <laughs> this person. I was, I was just, yeah, whatever they might be. Um, just the, I, like, one of the responses on another thread was somebody was asking about, like, mental health. What do you do to be happy? And they're like, nothing. I just am. So it's just like, you know, and of course, this was downvoted because it's like, you know, they're allowed to say that, but it's like, it's pretty that, stupid. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of people like that on Reddit. But it is funny because, I mean, yeah, it's just if you ever wanted to do a really interesting, I mean, the people that run Reddit could, I mean, they obviously probably do their own studies on all the data that they have, but yeah. it's just an amazing amount of data on the human psyche. <laughs> well, so I, I asked my younger brother what he thinks of Reddit and uh-huh. social media platforms because he's enough younger than me that he engages in social media f- pretty differently than how I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that Reddit is for people who think that they're smart but are only moderately intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I don't feels, know. That feels pretty right. I don't know if I agree with that though, because like, you know, one of the people I feel like when I I learned about Reddit, or I, you know, I'd known about Reddit for whatever ten years, but the first person I ran into that was really heavily using it, like back in 2015, mm-hmm. is now a surgeon. You know, nice. so he's like a pretty smart person, right? And uh, and yeah, so I, maybe I, yeah, it's I agree. I that, think that you know, know, and there's also. People who engage in Reddit in all sorts of like hobby things, you know, like knitting Reddit, mm-hmm. are these people done? Like what, what they're doing is a little bit different on Reddit. Right. And I mean, I guess that's, the, and honestly, whenever we do post or whether, whenever you post and I read <laughs> the responses, there's often just interesting angles and, and good distillations. I mean, of yeah. course, you have to weed through a lot of BS, but right. yeah, yeah. I feel like I always do end up having a better knowledge <laughs> uh-huh. about whatever it was we were talking about from seeing some of the people's responses. Right. Like right. somebody had a really good distillation of the Republic. Um, mm, in the Plato it. one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, yeah. Those, yeah, those good responses there, of course. Mm-hmm. You so, expect it, yeah. We appreciate that if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot of people in that one that know Plato a lot better than I do, and mm-hmm. maybe you do, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. And it's nice yeah. of the the <laughs> the anarcho capitalists to not get mad that it's right. not really on topic. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I can't remember how your upvotes were for that this time. I, don't know, I haven't looked. It wasn't amazing. The mm-hmm. the the Plato ones generally have not. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. Those Rose Wilder Lane ones got people so mad, but I got so mm-hmm. much karma for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know well, what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, well, certainly they were on topic for like the anarcho capitalist. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was more. Mm-hmm. I was. They were more related to the groups mm-hmm. we were in. And I mean, you probably have good karma in that group now, you know. And I so, see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know the philosophy that. pages. I just cannot get any. No, yeah. Dude, philosophy people are weird. <laughs> I don't know how many philosophy majors you've talked with, but uh, yes, uh, yeah. No, I mean a good. F- I mean he wasn't a good friend, but yeah, mm-hmm. back in undergrad, um, oh, a nice. friend. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't want yeah, to. I want to say fine, names. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, but yeah, he was. I mean, there. You know. 
they're smart people and they obviously understand this stuff better than us. And I think there's always going to be this guardianship of like with anybody, if you spend your whole life doing something and then just some random people come in and start trying to talk about it, there's always going to be pushback. And we're basically wading into everybody's territory. Right. But that's good. You know? People should wade into our territory. It's this thing. It's like, yeah. I don't think you need a degree in music to talk about music. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that's true of most. I think that there are areas where having expertise is required. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I can't really talk about electrical engineering because I don't know anything about it. Right. So if somebody was yeah. asking me how to mix circuits right. and stuff, like, I don't really right. know. <laughs> Right, right, and like well, I don't, I don't know how to yeah. set up a, an electrical grid. Right, right. So I, I have nothing to say on it at all because I just have no clue. And so that I understand that that's required. But things like human interaction and words and philosophy, this mm-hmm. is things that actually I think everybody engages with to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yes, politics, history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to the point that you know. Yeah, we're just, we are, we have the rational sense. And so we're able to follow logical arguments the best of our ability. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, everybody talks about medicine now. So it's like, you know, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And science, you know. Science. And, And it makes, it honestly makes it better that, people wade into that because it keeps everybody mm-hmm. on their toes. Yeah. Which is good. Although I'm not sure how much that's happening now, but yeah. Oh, it's definitely happening. I is think. it? I think so. Because well, to me, a- like mm. all, of, all of these areas, these legacy areas, it's not just science and it's not just medicine. Le- legacy institutions, you know, like people who talk about history or people who are in media, you know, reporters and stuff like that, complaining that there's widespread mistrust, I think mm-hmm. basically can only be a good thing because you you have now a chance to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Where nobody was listening before, now you can say, no, we're definitely right because of this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you're not willing to do that, to me, that's highly suspicious. Yes, and you can't say evidence-based medicine if you can't explain what the evidence is to somebody. You sure, know? yeah. You need yeah, to be yeah. able to explain right. your case. Right. Um, yeah, now, yeah. But it's um, not just medicine. Like, I'm not picking on medicine. Here. No, no, no. I yeah. mean, I'm bringing it up for the obvious reasons right. of what, yep. what may or may not be my background. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely not. I'm the, I'm the doctor here. Yeah, the doctor. <laughs> the doctor. Um, yeah. All right. So Adam, well, uh, John Locke, not Adam Smith. John Locke. And I was just going to say just an interesting thing. For some reason, I've noticed that our, um, our, like a few of our episodes, like the hippies were, weren't lazy episode. Yeah. Is just randomly people are listening to that one. I don't know. Oh, why. again? Yeah, yeah, like when I look at the analytics, yeah, it's like that and like anarchy and the Antushka and Tushka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. Good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't understand the your your title last week. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I could have probably. I was actually. I probably could have came up with a better one because I feel like people probably read it as incel. <laughs> I thought it was something related to that. No, Unicell, because we were talking about like justice for 
uh, is subjective. That was yeah. one thing that came. And it's like, what's the most subjective thing is the unicellular organism. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. I did not get that. Yeah, I, know. I thought it was I just, some type of in like a unicell. They only have sex with one person or something. No, no, unicell meaning one cell. Yeah, Unis- unicellular organism. Right, right. Nothing to do with cell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's also kind of funny. That's why I kept it because yeah. it's like I figured everybody, including you, apparently would uh, be confused <laughs> by it. <laughs> I'll try to come up with a better okay. title this time, though. I don't know if you have any ideas, but yeah. Uh. I that's don't okay. know. Yeah. If you have any, just let me know. I don't know. I do have a song that's related to this knowing business. So. Oh, yeah? What do yeah. you mean? I have a song about how it's impossible to know. Like you wrote a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So you want to shout it out? Uh, it was called We Don't Know. <laughs> ah. Yeah. But nobody by, knows who I am, right? So by beep. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. All right, just go find the Reddit profile. You'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have all the information there. Yeah, cool. Yep. All, all right. right, sounds Sweet. good. See ya.